Hello, everybody. Thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it. Well, you're here. God's here. I'm here. That's a good recipe. Something good's about to happen. God is so good. Isn't he good? Isn't he wonderful? Well, I got to wait. Are my children here? Kids, are you here? Oh, boy. They may be out. Maybe a potty break. They wanted me to tell some jokes tonight. So they gave me some jokes to tell. Let's see if they're out there. Oh, I have to start. Well, anyway, Judah gave me the first joke. He's six years old. And so if he comes in, you'll have to laugh really hard at this one. He said, Dad, you've got to tell him this. Where does a boat go when it gets sick? To the dock. <laughs> I like that one. I'm just waiting to see if they come in. They're going to be mad that they weren't in here. And then Eden, who's going to be nine tomorrow, she had a numbers joke for me. So if you're good in math, you'll like this one. Why, did, why was the number six afraid of seven? Because seven, eight, nine. Oh, that was good. See, this is what we do at home. We just sit around and tell jokes. And then Dana, who's three, had one. And she made this one up totally on the spot. Let's see. Oh, they're missing them all. Oh, wow. And she said, she said, Dad, what did the mouse say to the other donut? I said, I don't know, Dana. What did he say? Let's see if I get it right. Jinx, you're it. It's an inside joke, I guess. Three-year-old humor. So, oh, there he is. <laughs> oh, well. So when you see him, you can tell him a good joke. Well, God is good. Judah, I already told your joke. Eden, I told your joke, too, and Dana, too. They liked them. Good jokes. <laughs> well, God is good. Hallelujah. Pastor has been uh, teaching us on faith on Wednesday nights. You know, faith can be a, sometimes a confusing or mysterious thing or an uncertain thing if you're not certain and if you do not know the heart of God. God's heart is the heart of a giver. It's the heart of a rewarder. God longs to reward those who diligently seek Him. And your decision to come here tonight and to be in God's house is a good decision. You're in the right place at the right time. And God's heart tonight is to give unto you more of Himself, so to speak. To impart unto you through His Spirit and through His Word more life, more strength, more wisdom, more power, more provision. In fact, God's heart towards you is to give you exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever ask or think. That's the heart of the Father. And as we come to realize that and become grounded in that, faith becomes very natural. Anybody in here tonight from Rhode Island, would you raise your hand? All right. How about Massachusetts? All right, pretty good. We got more Rhode Islanders here, I think, tonight. Anyone in here tonight from heaven? If you're born again, your hand should be up. You know that, don't you? Right? See, God's heart is the heart of a father. And when you receive the seed of His Word, you were born of Him. 
You are born again. Your spirit was made new. You are born from above. You are born from heaven. Do you believe that? So you're from heaven. Have you ever been in a store and you're looking at a product and you want to see where it's made? So you flip it over and you see made in the USA or made in China or made in Taiwan. Well, if we were to look at the tablet of your heart tonight, if you're born again, we would see these words, made in heaven. And that's the title of tonight's message, made in heaven. You've been born from heavenly seed. You were made in heaven. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for, be, for birthing us, for fathering us, for sending the seed of your word into our lives that we could be born again, that we could be born of you, that we could know you as our very own father. We're thankful, Lord, that this world we're currently living in is not our home, but our home is with you. And we thank you, Lord, that heaven's life flows through us, that heaven's wisdom flows through us, that heaven's strength, that heaven's provision is ours, because you are heaven's king and you're our father. And we ask you tonight, Holy Spirit, to open the eyes of our heart ever more so, that we would see you as you are, that we would know with all certainty that you have become our father and that we're born of you and that we would walk in the reality of all that you've done in Christ. In Jesus' name, amen. So that's our frame of reference as as Christians. We realize that on a daily basis, when we're living in the world and people are, are going to and fro from work and to the grocery store and doing the things they do, we're different. That we're not from this world. Do you think of yourself as a believer? Do you think of yourself in that way? If you've ever visited a foreign country or even a different city, right, and, you t- and someone will ask you, where are you from? And you think of yourself in the context of where you live or where you're from. Well, tonight, God wants to help us to, to develop our frame of reference, that we would continually think of ourselves in, in terms of where we're from and who our Father is. So let's open our Bibles to John chapter 3. John chapter 3, made in heaven, manufactured by God, built by the Lord. John chapter 3, we're going to start in verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night. Must have been a little afraid to to be seen with Jesus. Hmm? The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest, except God be with him. Jesus answered and said unto him, Verily, verily I say unto thee, except a man... Be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That can also be read, except a man be born from above, born from heaven, born of the Father. He cannot see the kingdom of God, cannot experience the kingdom of God. Nicodemus saith unto him, 
how can a man be born when he is old? Doesn't make any sense. Can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again, born from above. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus then answered and said unto him, Say what? How can these things be? He's not understanding what Jesus is saying, is he? They have two different frames of reference. Jesus answered and said unto him, Art thou a master of Israel, a teacher, a ruler, and knowest not these things? What was the difference between Jesus and Nicodemus? It was their frame of reference. See, the the distinguishing characteristic between Jesus and his contemporaries was his frame of reference. He knew where he came from, and he knew who his father was. He was sure of where he came from, and he was certain of who his father was. Many, so many of the teachers of Israel, like Nicodemus, Their frame of reference was very different. Their frame of reference was in the natural. Their frame of reference was they came from Abraham. Moses delivered them out of Egypt. God fed them with manna in the wilderness. And all of the the countless traditions and doctrines that were heaped upon their culture through the generations. And in the midst of their natural reference of coming from Abraham and being taken out of Egypt by Moses and being fed with manna in the wilderness and and all of the doctrines and ceremonies and rituals they had, somewhere in the midst of all that natural stuff, they, they somehow forgot that all along the heart of God was to be their father. So Nicodemus couldn't compute, couldn't understand what Jesus was saying because his whole frame of reference for his life was the natural. I've already been born. What are you talking about? I'm an old man. How can I go crawl back into my mother's womb? That's naturally speaking. I asked you where you're from. You said Rhode Island or Massachusetts. I said, anyone here from heaven? If you're born again, every hand should have went up, right? That's where we're from. It is. We're born of heaven's seed. Born of God. That's our frame of reference when we go through each day. We see in the life of Jesus in Luke chapter 2, we get a picture of what he was like as a boy. And we see that even as a boy, Jesus began to develop this frame of reference. And his own parents didn't understand it. In fact, when he was 12 years old, a young man, at 13, he became a man. At 12 years old, his parents got upset with him because he wanted to be in church so much. Wasn't interested in Little League or or sports or, or extracurricular activities. He wanted to be in church learning about his father. And his parents were upset at that. Why? Because their frame of reference was in the natural. 
But his frame of reference was different. What would happen if we developed that same frame of reference? We went through our lives making, making the Father our top priority. With our children as well. Not running them to soccer practice every day and little league and all these extracurricular activities, but, but developing a relationship with them. Spending time with them. Doing things together as a family. Bringing them to church. What would happen if the things of God became the priority of our lives? Well, we would fulfill God's purpose, wouldn't we? We'd accomplish the things of God. We'd experience the life of God. And Jesus knew that anything else compared to knowing the Father was worthless. In fact, He counted it less than nothing. That He had to be in the things of His Father. Because God is that good. He's that good. And parents, I encourage you to think about the way you're spending your time and the things you're putting your, your, ti- your children's time into. When it's all said and done, how much is Little League really going to matter in the development of their heart and their character and God's purpose and their strength and their spiritual understanding and their faith and their knowledge of the Father? See, we have a different frame of reference because we're not from this world. We haven't been born of this world. Naturally speaking, yes, but we're not natural people. We're spirits. Did you know that? We're spirits. You're a spirit. Just like Casper, the friendly ghost. Not really. But we are spirits. We're from the spirit realm. We're living right now in this natural realm, but we're spirits and we have a different frame of reference. Jesus, just simply talking from this frame of reference, made those with a natural frame of reference really mad. He made those who were steeped in the traditions and doctrines and extracurricular activities of man, He made them really mad just by telling them where He was from. Let's look at John chapter 10. John chapter 10. Remember, Jesus is sure of where He's from. And we're going to find out that He wants you to be just as sure. He was sure of who His Father was, regardless of what people did around Him, regardless of what was going on in in the world around Him. He was sure of where He was from and sure of who His Father was. Verse 23. And Jesus, chapter 10, verse 23. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long dost thou make us to doubt? If thou be the Christ, tell us plainly. Natural frame of reference. Right? He's been demonstrating it all along. They can't get it because they have a whole different frame of reference. They can't understand it. Jesus answered them, I told you, and you believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, talks of God as His Father, they bear witness of me. 
But you believe not, because you are not of my sheep, as I said unto you. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father, there it is again. My Father. See, those of the natural frame of reference would never say such a thing. They would never refer to God as their Father. That was off limits. My Father, which gave them me, is greater than all. Mm. And no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. I and Father are one. Mm. Then the Jews took up stones again to stone him. See, this is, this is, this is completely contrary to everything they know. As truth. Jesus answered them, Many good works have I showed you from my Father. For which of those works do ye stone me? The Jews answered him, saying, For a good work we stone thee not, but for blasphemy, and because that thou being a man makest thyself God. Wow. That's good stuff. I and Father are one. Do you think of yourself as that way? I and Father are one. Jesus said, the things I do are the things of my Father. These things bear witness of me. He goes on to say later, if you knew my Father, you'd know me. For everything that I do and everything that I say, I do because the Father does it and says it. And I love what he talks about eternal life. He gives us eternal life, which is the Father's uh, desire for us. John 17, verse 3, if you want to turn there. Actually, let's start in verse 13. John 17, 13. Jesus is still talking. He knows he's made in heaven. Not made in China. Not made in Taiwan. Not made in the USA. He knows where he comes from. He knows who his father is. And in verse 13 of chapter 17, he says, And now I come to thee, and these things I speak in the world, that they might have my joy fulfilled in themselves. Heaven's joy. I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them. Who's he talking to? The father, right? I have given them thy word. He's talking to his father, isn't he? Right in front of everybody. He's talking to his father as if his father was real. (laughs) I have given them thy word, and the world hath hated them, because they are not of the world. Even as I am not of the world, they're born of heaven, made in heaven. I pray not that thou shouldest take them out of the world, but that thou shouldest keep them from evil. They are not of the world even as I am not of the world. Sanctify them through thy truth. Thy word is truth. As thou hast sent me into the world, even so have I also sent them into the world. And for their sakes I sanctify myself, that they also may be sanctified through the truth. Neither pray I for these alone, but for them also which shall believe on me through their word. Just in case you thought this was just for the disciples who were standing there at the time. It is for all those who believe on Jesus through the word. 
That's you and me, friend. Right? He's talking about us, isn't he? Verse 21, that they, who? You and me. That they all may be one. As thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee. That they also may be one in us. That the world may believe that thou hast sent me. And the glory which thou gavest me, I have given them. Why? That they may be one, even as we are one. Who's we? He and the Father. Right? Verse 23. I in them, you in me, that they may be made perfect in one. And that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Now he's gotten to the essence of real Christianity. Knowing God as Father. That's it. That's it. Knowing God personally as your very own Father. That is the biblical definition from Jesus himself of eternal life. In John 17, verse 3. You're in 17, you can look up at verse 3. He says, that they might know thee. This is eternal life. Do you see it? Verse 3. And this is eternal life. That they might know thee. Is that how you think of eternal life? Oftentimes, I think in the church I grew up, we thought of eternal life as going to heaven someday, if you get there. Right? But that's not eternal life. Eternal life is knowing God as Father. This is eternal. See, it's important we define things as Jesus defines them, especially spiritual matters, right? This is eternal life that they may know you as I know you, that they may be one with you as I am one with you. So from tonight on, we're going to think of ourselves differently. When we go to work tomorrow, we're going to go to work differently. When we have our breakfast, we're going to be thinking of where we're from and who our Father is. It changes everything. It will change your outlook on every aspect of your life. I'm from heaven, and God is my Father. I'm from heaven, and God is my Father. How great, 1 John 3, 1, how great is the love the Father has lavished on us that we should be called children of God. You're God's child. Just let that sink in tonight. If you just get that, you'll have it all. Now what oftentimes gets in the way of the truth of where we're from and who our Father is is we spend time thinking about our faults. Right? Well, if I'm from heaven and God is my Father, then why do I do, why'd I do that? And why did I do that? And why can't I do this? And why did I make that mistake? And why have I tried to stop this and I can't? Don't do that anymore. It's a waste of time. The more you do that, the weaker you'll get. 
and the more you'll continue to repeat the things you don't want to do. See, that's what the devil wants you to do. He wants you to rehearse your faults and your shortcomings and your mistakes. But in Romans chapter 8, it says, verse 1, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Zero. So the moment you feel any condemnation, where's it from? Not from heaven. Not from Father. Never. Never. It's not your Father. If it's not from Father, don't accept it. There is therefore now, right now, 2010, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus has set you free from the law of sin and of death. See, that, that's, the, that's what the devil wants, the law of sin and death. Because the law of sin and death is simply if you sin, if you miss it, you die. That's what the devil would like to happen because he wants you dead. You missed it. You're not worthy. It's over. But the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus is this. Jesus paid full price for you. That, that because of what Christ has done now, we can receive the abundance of God's grace and the gift of His righteousness and reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. That just as there, through one transgression, condemnation came to all men, even so, through one act of righteousness, justification of life came to all men. That's in Romans chapter 5, verse 18. What does that mean? Before Christ, it didn't matter what we did, we were condemned. You realize that, right? You couldn't be good enough to be, for God to be your father. No matter if I would, before I accepted Christ, I could do a thousand good deeds a day. I could win the Nobel Peace Prize. I could help every person in Providence cross the street and carry their groceries. I could smile all day long. I could, I could never swear, never smoke, never do anything wrong. But I was still under the condemnation of sin. So no matter what, I was condemned. In the same way now. All the time condemned, in the same way now, through one act of righteousness, I'm all the time justified. All the time. We're not going to read it tonight, but read Romans 5, 17 and following. Just in the same way that all the time I was condemned, in the very same way, now I'm justified. What if I miss it? I go to the throne of grace right away. Father, forgive me and grow me in you. Right? And instead of rehearsing my faults in my mind, see when I, and, and it's good to examine your life in light of the word and see areas and let God shine the light on areas of your life. But when, that, when, when you're made aware of something that needs to change, the next step is to find a promise in the word regarding that area and, and, and begin to speak it. In your, with your own mouth about yourself. So whatever areas of my life I'm weak in, I find promises regarding the Word of God, and I begin to speak those into my life. I'm strong in the Lord and in His mighty power. I have the mind 
of Christ. I'm full of the Holy Spirit. You see? And I begin to rehearse that in my mind, not my faults. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I am a new creation in Christ Jesus. All, all the old things have passed away. And all things now in my life are new. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. These are all scriptures. Just right from the Bible. I'm born of God. I'm born from above. God is my Father. I'm one with God. What would happen if that's what you rehearsed? Instead of rehearsing your faults. Your whole life would change. Your whole life would change. See, we've not been given this spirit of slavery. Which leads to fear again. Which puts you in bondage to fear again. It's that spirit of slavery that if I, if I don't get done what I need to get done, my master's going to beat me. Romans 8, chapter 15 and 16. That's not the spirit we've been given. But we've been given the spirit of adoption. Of sonship. And by that spirit of sonship, we, we gleefully exclaim, I'm a father. Daddy, my God and my Father, free from condemnation, free from the judgment of God, free from the punishment of God. We're now His children. We're in His family. He's our Father and He's he's justified us through the blood of His Son. He's acquitted us and declared us righteous, given us right standing with Him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You see, when, what are we doing? We're changing our frame of reference. Our frame of reference is no longer our faults or our past mistakes. Ah. Our frame of reference is now where we're from. We're made in heaven. And God is our Father. Are you with me? Come on, from here on out. Whole new frame of reference. I got a new attitude. Come on. Knowing God as Father translates into certain victory in this world. Let me, let me read it to you. 1 John chapter 5. If you want to turn there, go ahead. I'm going to read to you verses 1 through 5, and I'm going to read it out of the New English translation. And I like this. 1 John 5. 1 through 5. Are you ready? Digest this. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been fathered by God. And everyone who loves the father loves the child fathered by him. By this we know that we love the children of God whenever we love God and obey his commandments. For this is the love of God that we keep his commandments and his commandments do not weigh us down. We're from heaven. He's our father. Heaven's life flows through us. Heaven's strength. Heaven's joy. Heaven's peace. Because everyone who has been fathered by God conquers 
the world. That's just the Bible, friend. Everyone who has been fathered by God conquers the world. This is the conquering power that has conquered the world, our faith. Now, who is the person who has conquered the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? Everyone fathered by God conquers the world. Why don't you say it with me? Everyone fathered by God conquers the world. Everyone fathered by God conquers the world. What does it mean to be fathered? Well, there's two parts to being fathered. If you're the father, you provide the seed that produces the life. Everyone fathered by God conquers the world. It is through the seed of God that we were born. What is the seed of God? The Word of God. Right? First Peter, is it one twenty-three? It says we have been born of an incorruptible seed, the Word of God. You see, we've been born of the Word of God. God's Word is alive and powerful. It's quick and unstoppable, immovable and unshakable, penetrates anything that gets in its way. And it's that word that entered your heart when you believed in Jesus Christ. And it was your faith in Jesus as Lord that germinated the seed of God's word in you and caused heaven to grow inside of you. Heaven is growing in you. Heaven is growing inside of you. The love, the joy, the peace, the strength of heaven is growing inside of you. As you continue to receive the seed of heaven and germinate it with your faith when you're believing, heaven begins to grow. Have you ever seen pictures of a seed that grows? Just a bean that breaks open and little shoots start to come out? That's what's going on inside of you. Heaven's coming out. And as you stop rehearsing your faults and start rehearsing who you are in Christ, heaven starts coming stronger in you. And all these shoots start extending down into your legs and your feet and your arms and your mind. And all of a sudden, the glory of God starts shining through you. So to be fathered... By God means you conquer the world. Means this world has no power over you. Means sin has no power over you. Means depression has no power over you. Means sickness has no power over you. Because all these things are of this world. Everyone fathered by God. So if the Father provides the seed that produces the life in that child. To father also means that you see that child through to maturity. That you stay with that child. And you see that child through to the fulfillment of the life that it was in the seed that produced that life. And you do that through nurturing the child, through teaching the child, through feeding the child, through caring for the child, for strengthening the child, for for training the child, for developing the child, for raising the child. We're fathered by God. The life inside of us was produced by His seed. And He's with us. Seeing us through to full maturity. Everyone fathered by God conquers the world. We're made in heaven, not made in the USA. I'm glad to live in the United States of America. Very proud to be an American, but I'm not made here. I'm made in heaven. Heaven is my home. Heaven is my home. God is my father. God is my father. Heaven is my home. Everyone fathered by God conquers the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God forevermore. John chapter 1, last scripture, and then we'll close. Verse 13 says that, well, verse 11 says that Jesus came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. 
And they couldn't receive him because they had a natural frame of reference. But to those who received him, he gave the right, he gave power, he gave the privilege to become the children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will. Did you hear that? You were born not of natural descent nor of human decision. Well, my mom and dad had me. We're not talking about the natural. We've gone beyond the natural. We've re- God's raised us above the natural. That's why we conquer. See, the natural's under our feet now. We're not born of the natural descent. We're not born of blood, one translation says, nor of a husband's decision, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but born Of God. It was God's will that gave you life. It was God's will that sent that seed to germinate in your heart. It's God's will that you conquer. It's God's will that you reign in life through His Son, Christ Jesus. It's God's will that you realize that through His Son, you've become one with Him. That heaven is your home, that you're made in heaven, and that He is your Father. Amen.